All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. This show is made possible by listeners like you. If you'd like to support this show, check us out on Venmo at Bigfoot UFO. All right, now for an analysis of UAP Report 2, the unclassified version, brought to you by Arrow, of course, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, headed up by... Ronald Moultrie. So some of that, I think, sir, will save for closed session. And indeed, they did save a whole lot for closed session. At least we have to assume they did, because basically, in this unclassified report released to the public, there's just not much there. There's not much to chew on. And so, once again, Mr. Moultrie. So some of that, I think, sir, will save for closed session. That's right, but we're going to break it down as best we can. This actually really won't take very long because there's not much to break down from the office of the director of national intelligence it is the 2022 annual report on unidentified aerial phenomenon that is uap the new name for ufos this is the unclassified document and it's only about 11 or 12 pages long that's it It begins with an executive summary that tells us unidentified aerial phenomenon that's uap Reporting is increasing, enabling a greater awareness of the airspace and increased opportunity to resolve UAP events. So in addition to the 144 UAP reports covered during the 17 years of UAP reporting, there have been 247 new reports and another 119 that were either since discovered or reported after the preliminary assessment's time period This makes for a total of 510 UAP reports, 510 UAP reports, as of August 30th, 2022. Now, have there been any reports after that? I don't know, and they don't appear to say in this unclassified document. Additional information is provided in the classified version of this report, Mr. Moultrie. So some of that, I think, sir, will save for closed session. Indeed. AARO and ODNI assess that the observed increase in UAP reporting rate is partially due to a better understanding of the possible threats that UAP may represent, either as safety of flight hazards or as potential adversary collection platforms, partially due to reduced stigma surrounding UAP reporting. This increased reporting allows more opportunities to apply rigorous analysis and resolve events. So apparently, AARO the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office has made a valiant effort to destigmatize and decriminalize the reporting of UAPs. How successful have they been in that? I guess they have been more successful given these 510 UAP reports. It goes on to say in the executive summary, UAP events continue to occur in restricted or sensitive airspace 
highlighting possible concerns for safety or of flight or adversary collection activity. We continue to assess that this may result from a collection bias due to the number of active aircraft and sensors combined with focused attention and guidance to report anomalies. Aero in conjunction with NIM-Aviation and the IC, the IC being the intelligence community, will continue to investigate any evidence of possible foreign government involvement in UAP events. Now later in the document, this is the unclassified UFO report too, just presented to Congress. They talk about their coordination with the intelligence community and other non-intelligence community entities such as NASA. And it made me wonder exactly who is in the intelligence community. So in the UFO report, unclassified version, UFO report 2 as I've been calling it, wherever it says IC, that stands for intelligence community, here are the 18 organizations, two independent agencies, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, ODNI, and none other than the Central Intelligence Agency, CIA. Nine Department of Defense elements make up the IC, the intelligence community. They are the Defense Intelligence Agency, DIA, the National Security Agency, NSA, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NGA, the National Reconnaissance Office, NRO, and the intelligence elements of the five Department of Defense Services, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, and Space Force. Also in the IC, the intelligence community are seven elements of other departments and agencies. They are the Department of Energy's Office of Intelligence and Counterintelligence, the Department of Homeland Security's Office of Intelligence and Analysis and U.S. Coast Guard Intelligence, the Department of Justice's Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the Drug Enforcement Agency's Office of National Security Intelligence, the Department of State's Bureau of Intelligence and Research, and the Department of the Treasury's Office of Intelligence and Analysis. So those are the 18 departments of the IC, the intelligence community. This was probably one of the most shocking parts, if there were any shocking parts, to the unclassified UFO report to the admission that UAP events continue to occur in restricted or sensitive airspace, highlighting possible concerns for safety of flight or adversary collection activity. I would say very possible concern. If there are hundreds of unidentified craft flying in restricted or sensitive airspace, I would say that is reason for concern. Next, I have a section on scope and assumptions. I'm not going to really, I'm not going to go over the scope. I will go over the assumptions here because I, I like digging into the, the data, the scientific part of it. Multiple factors affect the observation or detection of UAP, such as weather illumination, atmospheric effects, or the accurate interpretation of sensor data. Regarding the review or analysis of UAP events, the ODNI and Aero operate under the assumption that UAP reports are derived from the observer's accurate recollection of the event and or sensors that generally operate correctly and capture enough real data to allow initial assessments. 
However, they acknowledge that a select number of UAP incidents may be attributable to sensor irregularities or variances such as operator or equipment error. Never miss an opportunity to lay the grounds to plant the seeds of doubt. That old scapegoat operator error. Next up, they talk about the establishment of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. You know, for the life of me, I can't understand really why in the UFO report to the unclassified version, why do they even have to regurgitate some of these, th- these things like the establishment of Arrow? I, I don't understand. I'm going to skip over that. Next, they talk about the ODNI coordinating with Arrow and multi-agencies partners seeking opportunities to assist in collection reporting analysis of UAP incidents across the IC. That's the international community. So you really do hammer on their coordination efforts. They also make it clear in this document, the unclassified version of the UFO report too, that Arrow is in charge. The All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office can basically pull rank on everybody else. The other, the 18 departments of the IC that we mentioned, along with agencies not in IC, such as NASA. Arrow trumps them all. Arrow's in charge. Arrow works with all of them and facilitates the investigations. And also... It's Arrow you report to. I think it's pretty clear that even NASA reports to Arrow, reports to Mr. Moultrie. Then there's a section on continued reporting and robust analysis or providing better fidelity on UFP events, but many cases remain unresolved. The ODNI preliminary assessment of UAP discussed 144 UAP reports and had an information cutoff date of March 5th, 2021. But since then, Arrow received a total of 247 new UAP reports, an additional 119 UAP reports that occurred before March 5th, but were not including the preliminary assessment, have been discovered or reported after the preliminary assessment's time period. These 366 additional reports, when combined with the 144 reports identified in the preliminary assessment, bring the total UAP reports catalog to date of 510, which seems like a lot. It does to me. And they kind of break down some of these reports. They say that 26 were characterized as unmanned aircraft system or UAS-like entities. I've heard this basically described as drones or other known technology. 163 characterized as balloon or balloon-like entities. As our longtime listener, Alabama George, would say, you know, they they blame so many things on weather balloons. You would think I've seen weather balloons everywhere. But, of course, you know what? I've never seen a weather balloon. Alabama George's never seen a weather balloon. I've never actually talked to anybody that's seen any of these weather balloons, any of these balloons that continue to get blamed for UFO and UAP reports. We reposted something recently from the producer of A Terror in the Sky, the Amazon documentary, terrific documentary, where they go to review UFOs, UAPs off Catalina Island. 
and she posted a tremendous chart of Air Force identification of things in the sky, and basically everything's a weather balloon. You know, UFO weather balloon, F-18 weather balloon, helicopter weather balloon, comet weather balloon. Anyway, 163 were characterized as balloons, which is just mind-boggling. Even in 1947, at some point, you know, after the military said, we captured a flying saucer, later they came back, said, it's a weather balloon. In 1947, and in 2023, it's still weather balloons. Six were attributed to clutter. That leaves 171 uncharacterized and unattributed UAP reports. So, 171 UAP reports that we just don't know what they are. We, they're not drones, not balloons, not clutter. And they say some of these uncharacterized UAP appear to have demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities and require further analysis. I'm actually kind of shocked that they included that here in the unclassified UFO report too. 171 unidentified UAP reports. Things they couldn't get to the bottom of. Some of them appeared to demonstrate unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities. Now we had a talk with Avi Lowe when he was on Harvard Astrophysicist and we asked him about the military pilots describing UAP encounters as exhibiting unusual or unexplainable physics and he was worried that we just didn't have good enough data to describe new physics. But yet here we go again though and I don't disagree with Avi Loeb. I fully support hey we need we need the data. We need the mathematics, the formulas, the data to be able to say anything about new physics. But here we are again, unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities. You know, what exactly does that mean? When you think about the things our technology can do in terms of flights right now, what can they not do? In other words, what can something do that would make our military describe it as unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities given how capable we are I don't know the answer to that is it new physics I don't know they don't say it makes you wonder though if they're admitting here in the unclassified version of the report that we have 171 some of which unidentified UAP reports some of which are demonstrating unusual flight characteristics if they're admitting that it makes you wonder what what has congress been told in the classified report and then what is in the ultra classified report that they don't even tell congress they go on to say here in this section that the majority of new uap reporting originates from the navy and the air force who witness uap during the course of their duties and regardless of the collection of reporting methods, many reports lack enough detailed data to enable attribution of UAP with high certainty. So again, back to what Avilo told us, we need the data. And we need to be able to collect the data, analyze the data, 
and draw conclusions based on good data. Now, a huge section in the UFO report, the unclassified report too, on partnerships and collaboration. They really hammer home again. ODNI and Arrow are committed to the responsible sharing UAP findings with interagency partners such as the FAA and NASA, other stakeholders, congressional oversight, international partners, the public. It says the Department of Defense and IC, that's the intelligence community, enterprises are working collaboratively to report, identify, and resolve UAP events. Agencies across IC have established standard operating procedures that will streamline UAP resolution. For example, Arrow's analytic methodology requires a whole-of-government approach to resolving UAP events to include analysts and science and technology specialists to help resolve UAP events. Now, I have to say, given our government's history of compartmentalization, does that ring true? Do we believe this whole-of-government approach now by Arrow? I mean, I don't know. At least they're saying it. We're going to talk about the moon landing this Thursday night, the 1969 moon landing and the Apollo missions. And one thing that we will talk about is how while there were perhaps hundreds of thousands of people involved in the Apollo missions, there were only maybe less than a hundred of people who were intimately involved in the actual launch, the astronauts, the scientists. And the press, basically for all of NASA's existence, has had unprecedented access to NASA files, to NASA tech, to NASA news, except not during the Apollo missions. Those are the only manned missions to the moon. The press was not allowed access to any of the astronauts or anyone behind the scenes of any of the Apollo missions. Very interesting. So those Apollo missions were extremely compartmentalized. So while, yes, the sheer scale, magnitude of people working on the project would make you think, wow, this would be incredibly complex to to be a hoax, to fake. The fact that it was so compartmentalized where actually not that many people were involved in the actual nuts and bolts of it, the launch, the landing, etc. But here we have Arrow in 2023 telling us they're going to require a whole-of-government approach to resolving UAP events. I hope they are. hope it's true. Then they have a little section on flight safety concerns and health implications. This is kind of an interesting section. Again, they posit that UAP poses safety of flight and collision hazard to air assets, potentially requiring aircraft operators to adjust flight patterns in response to their unauthorized presence in the airspace, operating outside of air traffic control standards and instruction. To date, there have been no reported collisions between U.S. aircraft and UAP. Now, that certainly doesn't mean we haven't recovered craft, though. As a matter of fact, as we said at the beginning of the show, in our shocking UFO, UAP disclosure, breaking news. Congressman Tim Burchett from Tennessee told News Nation yesterday, Saturday, January 15, 2023, that we have indeed captured 
alien UFOs and that we have members of industry in possession of their technology reverse engineering it. Perhaps these UFOs were shot down. Yes, sir. Perhaps they were struck by lightning. Love you too, Mr. Stifler. We have a longtime listener, Simon Stifler, joining in. He said, let's go. Love you, Doc. Love you, Tim. Thanks, Mr. Stifler. Love you too. So for those of you tuned in just now live on Facebook, we appreciate you. But our breaking UFO UAP disclosure news tonight. Yesterday, Congressman Tim Burchett from Tennessee had this to say to News Nation. Something else out of this world. And, um, you know, we've been covering this thing up since the 40s, since Roswell or before then, I believe. I don't, I don't trust government. There's an arrogance about it. And um, I think the American public can handle it and they need to release everything. And that includes if they, in fact, do have a craft, which I believe at some point there was, we have uh, obtained some materials that are not of this world. Just shocking stuff there from Congressman Tim Burchett yesterday to News Nation. He goes on to say, these this captured crafts are being studied by members of industry. Just mind blowing. Make you know what does he know? Again, all things unexplained. Has reached out to Congressman Timberset to come on the show and talk with us more about that. Listener Simon Stifler says, "You guys do any stories on the Russian UFO that they shot down? No, we have not. But we have covered it a little bit on our social media." Simon, he's referring to a, a recent story, just a jaw dropping headline. Uh, Russia said that they shot down a UFO, basically a round ball UFO, shot it down. There's actually, Simon, if you'll Google it, there's actually video. I'll try to look it up and post it on here. There's actually video of this being shot down. Now, of course, wasn't that long ago when we talked to uh, Avi Loeb about this too. Avi Loeb actually was asked by the head of NASA or perhaps Ronald Moultrie himself to analyze, or to write a article on UFOs, and he actually chose to analyze the Ukrainian UFO study that said the skies over the Ukraine are full of UFOs and UAPs. Navi Loeb said basically, you know what, they're misinterpreting all the data. It's a war zone. These are not UFOs, UAPs. They are miscalculating their height and their velocities and the, and their distances you know the sky is full of missiles of anti-aircraft fire of anti-missile fire of drones of unknown things of of planes of helicopters etc and they're just you cannot get dependable data there and so again unfortunately it's just one of those things you know if the headline it's just amazing how, you know, just like the Cold War, which is going to be a big part of our show th- this Thursday on the 1969 moon landing, just like the Cold War had us in, in direct technological competition with Russia, you know what? We still are. We're basically in a Cold War two now. And if the headline was the USA shot down UFO, wow, it would be... I mean, can you imagine? It would it would be 
it would stop the world. It would be the biggest news in the history of the world. But the headline is, Russia shoots down UFO. And you know that we basically have to take it with a grain of salt. Because it is a war zone, because what Russia reports is completely undependable. What the Ukraine reports is completely undependable. What their scientists report has proven to be undependable. Their skies are full of drones, of technology we don't know about, of missiles, all kinds of things. So, unfortunately, Simon, yes, we did see the the report on the UFO shooting down a UFO. But it's just too, too anomalous, too undefined, too undependable right now to be anything more than just an interesting report. All right, so back to the unclassified UFO report, too, presented to members of Congress. So some of that, I think, sir, will save for closed session. Which includes a whole lot of nothing. Unclassified, a whole lot of nothing. Most of it was saved for cl- closed session. We feel like they now present a summary and way ahead. They say UAP continue to represent a hazard to flight safety and pose a possible adversary collection threat. Again, there have been a total of 510 UAP reports catalog. Any of these are unexplained. Some were blamed on balloons, drones, and clutter, but over 100 unexplained. And some of those exhibit unusual flight characteristics. Is it new physics? We don't know. Again, they hammer home in the summary and way ahead the arrow. All domain anomaly resolution office say that fast 10 times. Arrow has been established as the Department of Defense focal point for UAP. So, they're again leading a whole of government approach to coordinating UAP collection, reporting, and analysis efforts throughout the Department of Defense, the intelligence community, and beyond to include other government agencies not in the intelligence community, such as NASA, such as the FAA, as well as foreign allies and partners of the United States. So again, back to what Tim Burchett, Congressman Tim Burchett of Tennessee, told News Nation yesterday. He said, we've got alien craft. We're reverse engineering it. does make you wonder, if we've got it, what do other countries, you know, what have they got? Next is a section where they talk about the coordinated efforts between the Department of Defense, the IC, that's the international community, I mean, intelligence community, sorry, and other government agencies to collect and report UAP events have resulted in increased data sets spanning multiple security domains. They say we are confident that continued multi-agency cooperative UAP prosecution activities will likely result in greater awareness of objects in and across air, space, and maritime domains, as well as the nature and origin of UAP in the future. That's a bold statement. The establishment of Arrow and the application of Arrow's new analytic process will increase resolution of UAP events. Unfortunately, in the unclassified document, they do not tell us anything about their new analytic processes. That basically concludes the unclassified report, but there is some interesting information in the appendices. To be continued. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. 
If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo under the business accounts at Bigfoot UFO. If you can't get enough of us, please check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.